Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Talks with the Gratitude Chick. I am your host, Luanza, aka the Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms at the Gratitude Chick for Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, and Gratitude underscore Chick for Twitter. everyone and welcome back to another episode. So today um, we're going to talk about what we have learned and not learned by going to, you know, kind of public school and how we were raised. And the reason why I bring that up is because I think that it is up to us as the older generation, as parents, um, to and aunties, I am a, I'm an auntie, to teach these children what we weren't able to learn and not able to learn, but what was not taught to us. And that has to do with money. That has to do with, you know, um, setting yourself up. And, and, and let's, let's go back. Back before, I want to say 1970, um, they taught trades in high school. And it was set up so that once you got out of high school, you could go and work with your hands and make money. And that is how the middle class thrived in America, because they were taught how to make money with their hands by, you know, um, you know, being electrical engineers and maybe not an engineer, or I should say um, electrician is what I'm trying to say, Um, HVAC technicians, all these things now where you have to pay to get that schooling. Those people learned this in high school. And it set up a prosperous middle class where, um, you know, people owned their own homes and had cars and lived good. Um, But it got to the point, I think, that you know, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to make it about race, but, um, I do believe that black people were thriving, you know, too much to the point where it was taken away. And now you have to pay for what was given freely then. And now, um, we learned like when I was in high school, I went to um, a school that told me to prepare for college, you know, and, in preparing for college, it didn't teach us how to pay for college because it, it taught us to apply to the government for um, government aid for college. And, you know, everybody filled out the FAFSA, whatever the acronym is, and got ready for student loans and these kind of things. That's, that's what was taught to me in high school. It was never... Um, taught to me that there are there's free money out here for me to get an education. It was taught to me, get this, you know, take this ACT, get the highest score that you can, um, get this Pell Grant and this SEOG grant, and, you know, then pay the rest with student loans. That's how we were taught in the 90s, at least at my school. Then that's how most of us you know, went to college, we took out student loans. And um, what I have bumped into, well, not really bumped into, the 
Um, this book has been around since the 90s that I, I've, I've seen. It's, you know, it's floated around in my hemisphere, but I've never read it. And it's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And I think that um, I'm, I'm about to download it and uh, start reading it. And I was wondering if I should read it for the podcast. Um, it's a long book. <laughs> it's like th- over 300 pages. So I don't want to get stuck reading uh, the book because it's so long. But I think that um, I am just simply because I ran across this YouTube video and it really piqued my interest so much that I'm like, I think that I will read this book for the podcast. So what I am going to do is play the video for you guys. It's about 10 minutes long and it's from an account called Video Advice. So if you guys want to take some time to go into YouTube for um, to look up their videos, they're called Video Advice. So I'm going to go ahead and play this. Um, video. It is about um, Robert Kiyosaki. He's the one speaking in the video. And if you guys take time to go watch the video on your own, you'll see the video and not just hear the words. So um, here we go. I'm going to go ahead and play it now. Don't work for money. Don't you touch that stuff. It's 
very subtle, right? Yeah. They don't say, well, I'm going to train you to be a worker bee the rest of your life, but they educate you in a way where that's what you come out. Right. What else was he, what was he trying to do those first few months where you were working for him? What was he trying to get across to you? Because he taught you the hard way about money. It's just that if you're going to be a successful in your life, you've got to find the best teachers. And a great teacher is somebody who comes from the inside, not the outside. But in school, you don't know if your instructor is for real or not. That's where the fake teacher comes from. I said, I want you to teach me about money. So it was, so why should I teach you? He said, but if I teach you, you work for me for free. And I said, why for free? My dad, my poor dad went nuts. He says, because if I pay you, you think like an employee. Your brains will, your brain will change. If you learn never to work for money, you'll be a rich man. And this is powerful. Once you give someone a paycheck, their brain turns off. Right. Because it's... And then the promise of a pension. Right. And job security. Which is kind of a paycheck in disguise. Correct. After you stop working. Give the man a fish, eats for the day, teach him to fish, eats for a lifetime. And most poor people confuse assets for liabilities. They think their home is an asset, it's actually a liability. Right. An asset is a noun, like a house. Cash flow is a verb. So to understand if it's an asset or liability, it takes a noun plus a verb. So if the cash is flowing out of your pocket, it's a liability. If the cash is flowing into your pocket, asset verb, it's an asset. So I own 7,000 rental properties. Those are assets. Every month, the cash flows in. Whereas many people have the big house on the hill, and the cash is flowing out. Right. And they're going broke. Right. It's like a frame of mind. The other thing the poor don't understand is the number one expense for most people is taxes. And yet we don't even see it. Isn't that weird? You walk around, and you look at the paycheck and say, ah, that doesn't seem right. And you don't realize that the government's got a huge hand in your pocket. And you are doing nothing to minimize that. Again, this is what is very different about the rich and the poor. The rich don't work for money. His number one expense is tax. See, there's three kinds of income. Earned, portfolio, passive. So earned income is if I get a job, that's earned income. If I'm a doctor or a programmer, that's earned income. Because I'm working for it. If I buy, a, if I buy let's say, Apple for $10 and I sell it for 20 that's... Uh, Portfolio income, capital gains. Yeah. But passive income, which is cash flow, is never taxed. And that's all these guys are screaming right now in America, tax to rich. I said, good luck. Because most of the guys complaining, they don't know the three kinds of income. And the rich don't have jobs anyway. They have assets. And so the average schmo out there, a poor guy, you know, send the kid to school. They don't learn this. You see, very few people will buy what I do, make a million dollars and pay zero tax. And my rich dad taught me that playing Monopoly. That's how it started. You know, four greenhouses, one red hotel. Or the McDonald's formula. I write about it there. McDonald's, Ray Kroc. Yeah. McDonald's is in the real estate business. So they sell hamburgers, but they buy real estate, so they pay no taxes. You know, this guy Bezos pays $16 billion. How much tax did they pay on that $16 billion? Zero. And that's all legal. Anyone can do it. Everybody can do but it. Everyone, most people lack the education. So once you learn how to use debt as money, you can never say, I can't afford it. You see, because the banks will give you, so the banks 
after the crash of 2008, the banks gave me $300 million tax-free. When I asked the average guy, I said, can you, why don't you use debt? They can't even get a loan. Because their scores, their FICO scores, they don't even have them here, are so bad. The school teachers will never tell you that because they don't know it. My poor dad never knew that. You don't know if something is an asset or a liability until you can see which way the cash flows. So if a house is an asset or liability, well, if it's taking money from your pocket, it's liability. It's putting money in your pocket, it's an asset. The U.S. government wants me to provide housing, wants me to provide jobs, wants me to borrow money because that's how money is created through debt. I get huge tax breaks. Everybody can do the same thing if they had the financial education to do it. If people understood the tax code, we'd be more prosperous. But can poverty be passed through genetics? Yes. Because it's some type of way of thinking. It's an attitude. An attitude. It's very simple. When, I, when people ask me, how do I stop it? I just say, never say, I can't afford it. Ask yourself, how can I? The reason I have so much money is because I don't say I can't do it. I just go, how can I do it? And I just go do it. I make a lot of mistakes, but that's how I learn. How can I? The poor people, like my poor dad, always said I can't afford it. You think I'm made of money? I'm a school teacher. I can't do that. And, and I picked that up. And my rich dad never said those words. So when I meet poor people, they use the words I can't a lot. So the people that say I can't afford it, I can't do this, I can't get to college, the rich are evil, you know, I choose not to participate in that. And that's one thing people could change today, right now, is that dialogue in their head. Stop saying the word can't. I can't. Right. So how can I? How can I? Especially as in, I can't afford it. How can I afford that? Because that opens them up to looking at it as an investment to a greater future. Right. You know, when I borrowed $300 million, I couldn't do it until I went to ask. And I got turned down so many times. And every time I I showed the bank of my financials and they go, Sorry, I said, look, do me a favor. Why did you turn me down? And he tell me. This is out, the numbers are out here. So I said, if I get these numbers fixed, can I come see you again? He goes, sure. So it's called rejection. Same as my wife rejected me for six months. It's just a matter of personal willpower versus spiritual. Just saying, if they can do it, I can do it. And how can I? How can I? said words become flesh yep that's the bible too intelligence increases through your mistakes through the ups and downs through what you learn real estate's real estate but what i learned made me richer not the money (laughs) you don't need money to make money you know i think all of us every human being has that low point in their life and if they get the message a new life begins they keep going down the richer I got was because I didn't need any money I could use this to make money but how did I get there is I made a lot of mistakes people are afraid of making mistakes and all this fear fear of failing it limits them nice nice so very nice so many people trapped in the same device Okay, so what did you guys think about that clip? He is basically, you know, kind of confirming what I've already said, um, that 
they're not teaching. They didn't teach us, especially when I was in school, what we needed to learn, and they're definitely not teaching it today. They did teach that in order to be somebody, you must go to college, and in order to pay for college, you must go into debt. Um, another thing that he said in this video is that um, money is debt, and he is correct because there is really nothing that backs the dollar anymore. Gold does not back the dollar anymore. So it's kind of like we are all in debt to the uh, Fed whenever we get money because money is not like the dollar is debt now, you know, and now with inflation, it's, it's even worse. So, um, he, he was taught by his rich dad to get assets and to um, make passive and um, what is the other, the third one? Not earned income, but passive income. And I can't remember the name of what he said. The third one is with, when you have assets and, you know, they're just, you know, like the house, he says. He owns 7,000 rental properties and he just gets cash flow. So that's kind of what his rich dad taught him was to earn passive income, which in passive income, you still have to pay taxes. But when you own a house and there is no rental, I mean, there is no earned income and you're just literally getting money for people being in your house, that is not earned income. So this is how the rich stay getting rich because they are not working for their money. Um, so they don't have to pay taxes. The bulk of us work for our money. So when it's time to pay taxes, we have to pay taxes on what we earn. And I think that is the, the biggest thing that I learned from this clip is that earned income is what the reason why we pay so much in taxes. We have to, it, it, and even if we have to take steps down, we can go from earned income to passive income. Passive income is making a living on, you know, stock market and cryptocurrency and things like that. Or, you know, making money online, uh, selling books and things like that. That is earned, that is um, passive income because you're not working for that income. So that is the kind of um, arena right now that I'm in, like you guys know, I, I um, have a lot of crypto and crypto is down right now, but I don't sell because um, the reason why I don't sell all of my crypto, there are some that I do sell, but the reason why I don't and I buy when it's down because crypto is volatile enough that you can buy uh, something that's 12 cents per coin and then in literally a couple weeks, it's up to, I don't know, $10 a coin. That's how volatile crypto is. And you, people have become millionaires many times over by owning cryptocurrency because um, it's so many ebbs and flows. You just have to, you, I don't even think there's a way to really know the market or even, you know, predict the market. Some people feel like they can but it's been, it's so volatile. Like it's been down most of this year, you know? And um, I feel like there's about to be a, a new ebb coming um, soon. So I, I hope that you guys 
have gotten into crypto and find yourself some good coins to invest in because there's there's gonna be a, you know what goes up must come down and when you're down it goes up so um, we're down now but it's gonna go up trust me um, Bitcoin is down so bad when I first got into um, crypto it was 2017 and at that time um, they had predicted Bitcoin to get to 10,000 and Bitcoin was at 3,000 a coin then and I was like sheesh I didn't even think about you know trying to at least buy some you know or not even some but as much money as I've invested in crypto I could have had a couple of bitcoins you know but um, I didn't think about it then because at its highest last year crypto was excuse me Bitcoin was 60 something thousand for one coin like it has dropped from I want to say it was about 65,000 it may have gotten to 70,000 per coin and now it's at 22,000 right now as I speak but because it's already reached the height of 70,000 will it get will it be able to get back up there I think so I think so and once once Bitcoin starts moving back up it, inevitably the rest of the coins will also so the, the always the biggest watcher is Bitcoin. Watch what Bitcoin does and it typically drags the rest of the assets up with it. I only said all of that because I believe that um, crypto is one of the ways that you can become a millionaire. Depends on the coin that you choose. So I, I, what I say is, you know, find yourself a, a great coin find a good coin uh, I have several and just wait for it to explode you know I've made money a lot of money on crypto and I've lost well you can't lose until you sell so um, when the when the when it goes down I don't I don't sell like what is down right now all the assets that I have I keep them I did sell some in around April but um, since then I haven't sold any and I won't. If anything, I'll convert, but I don't sell. I'm not selling right now. I'm, I'm going to wait for it to skyrocket again because it's going to happen. But um, my my purpose in this entire video is, excuse me, I keep saying video, in, in this entire episode is, number one, I, I am going to read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I think I'm going to read it for the podcast. I'll, I'll see. I'll see how long the chapters are because it can get tedious reading long chapters on the podcast so I'll see um and if it's if it's conducive I'll read it but um also because it's so it was so much information in that 10 minute video that just kind of woke me up to say hmm I didn't realize you know I think that a lot of times you know we are seduced like into getting these you know positions not realizing that you know you have the potential within you to be better than this position you know the same way these companies can offer you these these, these amount of monies and, and make their you know companies large you have that same propensity within you Again, it comes back to self-love and self-care. What do you believe that you can do and be and have? 
And so that is kind of where I'm at in life right now. I don't want to go back to corporate America because I don't want to, when I, when I am working for someone else, I give my all to that position. And I just, I had a, a, a I'm, I'm just over working that hard for, to build someone else's dream. I'm working, I'm over that. I have my own dreams and I want to give my all to my own dreams. And that is where I'm at in life, you know? It, and it's really crazy because you can be seduced by offers, you know, of six-figure jobs. You can, you know, great health insurance. You can be seduced, you know. But then you think about the alternative and... I mean, and, and, and don't get me wrong. There are people who love working for other people. I respect that. I do. And I have no, anything negative to say about that. This is literally how I feel about me. And what I know is that I have a dream that is greater than working for someone else. I have a dream to be a writer, to share my voice, both in, you know, audio and written. I have that dream. And before I had let go of the dream of, of um, kind of being a talk show host because I was thinking, you know, who's going to give, you know, there's already Oprah. This was back when Oprah was on the air. And I was thinking nobody is going to do another Oprah. Then Wendy came and it's just like, all of these people are well known. Nobody's going to want to hear from me. And then, um, with technology comes the podcast era. And I do believe we're in the podcast era and it gives an opportunity for me to get my voice out and people hear from me that normally would not have heard from me. So this to me is kind it is my dream to be able to give advice, inspire, motivate, teach and learn and you know kind of to do it this way, you know. So for me this is a dream. Um writing is a dream. As you guys know, I just published my first children's book it is called um, my little thankful heart what does thank you really mean it's for kids up to seven years old so if you guys have children if you guys have um, nieces nephews whoever little kids up to seven go get the book support me please it's on amazon it is an actual physical book i have not uploaded the kindle version just yet and i might not i might just leave it as a paperback just simply because it was um made for you know a physical book it wasn't made for Kindle so um and then I'm working on a second book this one will be for kids up to I think 10 10 or 11 and it's going to be a little mystery but it's still going to have to do with gratitude so I am working on that now um so my my goal is to be you know is to be a writer and I am that I am a published author and my goal is to be um, a talk show host, but um, not really a talk show host. Eventually, I think I want to open this podcast up and have people on where we can have conversations 
um, that is that is definitely a goal. And hopefully in 2023, I can make that a reality. Um, but I think in, I think it's always good to, you know, freshen things up. So I think in 2023, I, I, I would like to open this up to, you know, kind of talk to people um, and kind of record. I, I'm not really at a point where I want to make it a visual just yet, but at least to, you know, just have a conversation with people and put it on the the podcast. I mean, the name is Talks with the Gratitude Chick, right? So it can't just be me talking. I, I do want to incorporate other people and their voices and the things that they've been through. So that's coming in 2023. Um, I am just, I am grateful for technology and the opportunity to be able to do things that I wouldn't normally do. You know, I wrote my first book in 2006 and I did nothing with it because I'm thinking in my mind again when you are not at a place where you have developed self-care and self-love for yourself you don't believe that a normal person can achieve these things so when I wrote that book in 2006 it was a devotional and I literally it's this I still have it you know it's it was written in composition books and I still have it and I just, I didn't do anything with it because it was just like, who, who's going to want to publish me? And again, that comes to the fact that if you don't believe, why, why even try? So I, you know, I may publish it. I may do a little rewrite on that and publish it uh, next year because it was almost 20 years ago I wrote that. So I may as well, now that I have the technology to go ahead and and, um, you know, have it published. I am grateful for technology because I can now see my dreams. And and then, you know, you have things like social media where, you know, I can have, draw people to me via social media. So I'm just at a place in my life now where I am going after my dreams with everything that I have in me. And part of going after my dreams is self-care and self-love because in order for me to believe that I will be successful, I need to develop that self-love and self-care to show that I deserve to be successful. So that is the journey that I am on. And I am grateful that you guys are here on this journey with me. Thank you guys for tuning in today to to hear me talk again, I appreciate it. Don't forget to add gratitude as a daily practice in your life. I promise you your life will change once you add the daily practice of gratitude. You guys have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to another episode of Talks with the Gratitude Chick. I am your host, Luanza, a.k.a. The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to subscribe and give my podcast five stars. If you have not already, join my Facebook group, Babes Who Manifest.